Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. And I remember you turned around to me. I actually remember it was 2017. So this was like a full two years before I did my PT. And you're like, do you know what? You should be a personal trainer. You're so motivated. And you literally said it so off the cuff. And I was like, that stuck in my head for so long. Oh my God, I'm going to cry again. Laura Rooney, co-host of Love Bites, had a skin tag growing out of her asshole. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. On this week's episode, we have a very special guest indeed. She has been there for me in one of the hardest and darkest times of my life. Oh my God, why am I going to cry? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> 16 seconds in! 16 seconds in! I feel really emotional. I'm really tired today. Anyway, I'll continue introducing her. She's a girl that we have mentioned numerous times. She is, of course, Joe Farrah Fitness! Welcome, Joe. Thank you so much. I'm actually a little bit nervous, but excited at the same time. I'm a bit emotional. Guys, I really thought I was going to cry then, I'm not going to lie. Do you know what? Whenever I think, I think about that time, I like, I, I think, you, like, Joe is so special. Do you, Fiona? Like, I was so, so lucky special. that when we were, well, Fiona and I, um... <laughs> oh my God, you're actually bawling. But I, I'm not even due my period. I felt so privileged that you kind of allowed me into your like friendship circle with Joe and Sophie. So um, Fiona would pick me up most days and we'd go to the gym together. And she was like, we're going to train with my friend Joe. And I was like, God, I feel a bit awkward. Like you're just bringing her along this random girl. And I cannot tell you, Joe, how much your lovely, warm personality just put me at ease. Because at that time, Aww. I hadn't worked out in a really long time. You also bust our fucking balls <laughs> in the gym. I've got so many funny videos of that, actually. Like the day that the, um, like nearly broke your foot. <gasps> Fiona, do you Oh my God, that? that was... That was awful. That was awful. We, you dropped, you dropped I the, I broke my the, you dropped the, 
the weight Dumbbell of your feet. And because I had like a little bit of training whilst at Emirates, I was like, step back everybody, Dr. Rooney is here. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember that time, but that was like at the precipice of the COVID apocalypse. Cause remember we couldn't work out inside and we had to work out outside and we were like, oh, this pesky COVID. Mm. Oh, we'll just give it a couple of weeks so then we'll all get back to normal. But Joe, uh-huh. it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today you were a fucking legend by the way at the um the live event so obviously there was um, only a few of a few of you at the live event but joe farah basically stole the show she gave us an intro but you were you were like oprah winfrey on the night i was like who is this girl give her a microphone like she is totally like oh you're a legend I mean, that's the thing. You give me a microphone and I just like, when I came back, um, Dom was like, you didn't take over, did you? You didn't go too far. You like to go a bit too far sometimes, don't you? And I was like, no, I did not take over. No, you were you were amazing. It. And you had like such natural interjections. And I actually, um, obviously, you know, I was shitting myself doing that live event. And I looked at you so effortless. Yes, you had cue cards, but you were just like, owning it in a way that I was so I'm not going to say envious of but I took real inspiration from it oh, as I was wow. sitting there literally my stomach curdling inside of me such a shaky voice and you were like so guys here we go like <laughs> honestly I love you Joe. oh well so what I think let's just let's in let's take it back a bit so that we can introduce Joe. well Joe can actually introduce herself so I think it's important to tell people as well, Joe, that one, yes, you are extremely special to me and you're my best friend. Um, but Joe originally what wasn't working in fitness. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us about so just just to oh. summarize, Joe is an excellent PT. And can you just summarize to us how you got into fitness yeah. and what fitness meant to you and mm-hmm. where you got to now? I don't know if you know what I'm actually about to say here. Anyways, so I've been in Dubai, what, six and a half years now. Um, always played sport growing up, like netball, show jumping with horses and stuff, and kind of always been active, but never really like gym, a gym person. Moved to Dubai, started working here that first year, like everybody else, kind of gets swept up in all the ladies' nights, going out, drinking far too much. And then I can't remember what the trigger was. I joined a couple of gyms, but I would be one of those people that would literally go into the gym, spend more time playing on your phone, didn't really ever know what to do, like into like a commercial gym. Um, and then I joined a another gym, which genuinely changed my life. Um, and there was these- Which gym? You can plug them, it's The fine. Den. Well, at the time it was called Beyond, Beyond Human, but it was The Den. And it was Michael and James who owned it at the time. Now it's just Michael. Um, and genuinely, I don't know if I've ever told them this, but them two people, like the positive impact they had on my life. Like I went from not being able to like really go into the gym and do much to like strength training, got really into like functional fitness, got really into nutrition. And the more that they were kind of educating and teaching me, then the more I would go and learn and read myself and the impact that they had on my life. I remember, I I genuinely don't know if you know what I'm going to say here. This was like two years before I actually even did my PT qualification. Me and you were, we went for like a little, I don't know, we were doing like a little mini run come workout in the park at the Springs. And I was like, come on, Fee, let's go and do it. And we did this like half an hour little thing. And I remember you turned around to me. I actually remember it was 2017. So this was like a full two years before I did my PT. And you're like, do you know what? You should be a personal trainer. You're so motivated. And you literally said it so off the cuff. And I was like, that's stuck in my head for so long. Well, two, oh my God, I'm gonna two years later... <laughs> 
two years later, like the fitness and everything that I got into just really, it, it went over into every aspect of my life. So then I started reading more. I got really into personal development. I got really into just like becoming the best version of you, which is like what I'm all about now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did my PT in 2019. And then I was like, right, do you know what? Six months time, I'm going to quit my job. And then obviously COVID happened, which for me actually worked in my favor. It gave me time to finish my qualification. It gave me time to think about what I actually wanted out of life. And I just didn't want to be in this like corporate events world anymore. I'd done it for 10 years and it just, it did not fulfill me. It did not excite me. I was bored and I could do it with my eyes closed. And I was like, right, I'm 29. I'm going to change career. I, which not a lot of people probably would do, especially to go from like outside looking in what looks like a very good job, like head of events for ITP Media Group, like pretty you know, good job. A lot of people would want that. But for me, I was just like bored. Um, and I was like, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit my job in June of 2020 and go self-employed and just build this thing. I don't know what it's going to be yet. And then COVID happened. And I was like, I'm not going to let that get in the way. People have actually now been locked inside. People need this more than anything. And um, so I resigned. And then without a single client, <laughs> I had a three month notice period. And over those three months in that summer, I obviously started training friends. So I was training you guys for a bit trained a few people in my building like once I was qualified just kind of get up that experience and then it just started going really and that was a year and a half ago. I think what's really important as well from you Joe, and what makes you such a great trainer is because you understand where someone who is afraid to go to the gym mm. or afraid to start their fitness journey because you've been there. I think what's scary yeah. about PTs and like the fitness world is that you, and this is actually what we're going to talk about as well. Like our topic, we'll come on to that in a second is we're constantly afraid, especially as women. That's why you're such a fantastic women's trainer is we were af- afraid to be judged. Mm-hmm. We're afraid to be judged about our lack of fitness, how unfit we are, what our bodies look like. And what I think makes you so special is that you have been there as well, yeah. because you just said it, you were one of these people that like went into the gym. I remember when we first lived together, until you started going to the den, it changed you. Yeah. And you were suddenly getting up at five in the morning. Yeah, and every you day. would say to me, you will get up for the things that you want to yeah. go to. Like, you'll I'll make get time. up and go to like, you'll make the time. And I think that's a really important one for prospective clients for Joe. Like, she understands. And I think with anything, like even Laura and I, when people come to us for advice on like dating and relationships and sex, one, it comes from a place of no judgment from us. It's because we understand we have been there. So I think that that is really important. We, so on today's episode, we want to talk why the reason why we wanted to get Joe on was one, because I've been dying to get her on anyway, but because from our last episode about orgasm blocking thoughts we had a letter in about body positivity and self-confidence and what better person than my ray of sunshine who sends me positivity all the time where and sometimes I go oh yes and but I know I need it sometimes it's some, so I'll tough read love out. though sometimes like tough love is the most compassionate and empathetic thing to do and that's like a lot of what my job is 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 like people holding people accountable, but also giving them the tough love in a compassionate and empathetic way when they need it. Because being compassionate isn't just saying, yeah, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Next week, we'll try again. Or, okay, you didn't get anything done this week, but it's actually understanding that getting to the root cause and being like, okay, why didn't this happen? And 
and kind of starting small, like not starting off with like, okay, the next six weeks, I'm going to completely overhaul my life. It's like, what one thing can you change this week? Next week, what two things, like the second thing, rather than just being like, you're going to wake up on a Monday morning and all of a sudden your whole life is going to change. Like that, there's never going to be this big bang moment. Like I feel like I used to think that and I have clients who think that like one day, one Monday morning, I'm going to wake up and it's just going to be completely different. It's not like reality is that's never, ever going to happen. It's the simple small things over time and you know what do as well you're um i think you work a lot with women kind of our age so let's say in their 30s and i always joke about this so when i was at school my year head during like open night and i was a straight a student but my year head called over mom and said god your daughter is a medical marvel she has had her period every day for the last year so she hasn't done PE right and my mum obviously laughed and she was like well I've never been into it and I remember in my school in Fort William we got a gym and by a gym I mean three treadmills and only the sixth forms could use the gym so at 18 year old I went to the gym in a pair of Levi's right I had it Going to the gym was never ingrained in my psyche who I was I think young ones nowadays with Instagram and social media, everybody's mm. in the gym and it's so part of their lives. But I think when you are a little bit older, um, in your 30s perhaps, it really takes so much parenting, self-motivation, like you say, um, putting aside the self-compassion and actually having a word with yourself and saying, Laura, nobody wants to get up at five o'clock in the morning. Like literally nobody. You need to get up out of bed and get to that gym. And you're right, Joe. For the vast majority of uh, times, you get to the gym and you feel so much better once you're there. But I do think definitely um, our kind of generation um, it is a bit of a struggle because it, it's not nailed into us with the advent of social media the, the way it is for like teenagers and young people yeah. nowadays. But I actually think that's better though because we grew up without social media. Like I think if you're 15, 16 now, you've had social media for the last like however many years and you're constantly seeing like all these fitness influencers, models, whatever you want to call them, gym goers, plastering everything all over social media. And that's just... I, I'm so happy that we didn't actually have that. See as much as that generation might have get into fitness a lot younger than what we did or what we have, I'm actually would much like your teenagers, yes, go to the gym, but also like do fun things that are active, like play sports, play in the field. Like, that's, I mean, that's what I did, obviously. <laughs> um, but Climb a tree. Climb a tree. Run like, from the police like normal teenagers. <laughs> drink in a field, yeah. get fucked up on Blue Wicked, and then get chased by the police. That happened to my sister, by the way. Um, anyways, I... I love oh, that. Get, get chased by the police. We're all good. Um, right, I'm going to read out our letter because oh, yes. actually a lot of what Joe is saying I actually think could be useful for Go this. For it, um, excellent. Well, that came in. Let me just note down the time. One second. Because I didn't I never do this. And every week JJ's like, when's the letter? I should really you know, the person that isn't reading the letter should really be responsible for that. Moving forward, yeah, I know, let's, let's right. put that in our Moving action forward. plan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi ladies, I listened to your episode about orgasm blocking thoughts and it really resonated with me. I get such bad thoughts during sex when I think about my body. I'm single, so I really get conscious when I sleep with someone new. I always think, oh my God, my fat rolls will double chin. I really want to be confident. I know, no, it has a lot to do with me going to the gym. 
which I need to start doing. Do you have any advice on how to start building my confidence? Over to you, Joe, because I think there's a really there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack. unpack. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. So the first thing, and this is like something that I'm a, a big fan of, and I always say to my clients, it's literally <coughs> the first rule is like no negative self self talk. Like if you would not say it to me or your best friend, do not say it about yourself. And just kind of being really mindful of language. Like the first thing that I picked up on there was the words need to. I think she went need to get to the gym or need to. If we're constantly telling ourselves like we need to do this or we should be doing this, those kind of words that's not coming from like a positive place or a inspiring place. Like we get to do these things and it might sound so small and stupid, but just like minding our language um, about how we talk about fitness, exercise, food, all that kind of stuff, because it has an impact on how we, how not just us like think about ourselves, but the people around us as well. And especially if you're around friends or, you know, parents, especially around kids, like being mindful about language. So you don't need to go to the gym, you get to go to the gym. And also confidence, body image. So body image is a lot to unpack with body image, but a lot of it kind of can be broken down into like a few different elements. So you've got cognitive, which is basically like the beliefs around our body. You've got evaluative, which is basically how we think about our body. And then you've got emotional, which is how we feel about our body and also behavioral. So that's the things we do in relation to our body. So they're kind of the four pillars of body image and having confidence is basically fostering a positive body image um to do that it's again it's not going to happen overnight like any of these things it needs to come from like a, a practice whether that's journaling like journaling is something i bang on about all the time because it is so good for self-reflection so good for self-awareness and if you're struggling with body image for instance starting journaling can really really help and focusing on things like body appreciation. I am not going to sit here and tell somebody who is not feeling confident about their tummy, for instance, to look in the mirror and say, I love my tummy because that is unrealistic and it's not going to happen overnight, but start to move through like appreciation for your overall body. So starting to think about, okay, one, one morning, a question you could ask yourself is what do I appreciate by my body today? And that does not have to be physical. That can start to be like, I appreciate that it walked me to work or I appreciate that it made dinner for my family or anything that your body has done and start to kind of like really take it down to like absolute basics, like body appreciation, focusing on body functionality as well. So what functions does it do? The functions of the body are, it's great at healing. Um, it's great at um, like physical, so it can move us around, senses, smell, taste, all these kind of things, like focusing on the functions and just not removing the appearance, but our bodies are here for so much more than just how we look. And starting to focus on like body image flexibility as well. So some days, if you're not feeling great about your body, it's probably not about your body. It's probably something else that is going on. Something might have triggered that. And again, journaling into these things, which might be quite difficult and might be quite um, uncomfortable but that means that there's something else there that needs unpicked. So if all of a sudden you, you know, you, you felt fine in the morning and then something happens and then all of a sudden you start to feel something and that feeling is about your body, rewind back, start to think, okay, what happened that led me to this? What was the trigger about this? Was it that you saw something on social media and you automatically started to compare? Or did you overhear a comment about somebody else and you thought that that could be about you? 
starting to kind of like really, really dig deep. And it's a practice, just focusing on these things like every single day. It's not going to happen overnight, but focusing on what you can do rather than what you can't and focusing on what you have rather than what you don't. And if it is things like if going to the gym is going to make you feel better, then great, do it. But don't do it from a place of I'm going to go to the gym because I want to change myself. Again, that's not going to be that's that's not going to make you get up at five o'clock to do it. That's not going to make you go on the days that you don't feel like it. Kind of really understanding what your why is. Like, I have a lot of people that come to me with, okay, I want to I want to feel great about myself, and um, that means I want to lose body fat. And half of the time, it's not even about that. And now I'll, I'll be like, okay, cool, that's what your goal is, excellent. But as we start to get into it, it's like, okay, what? Why do you want that? Why do you want to feel better about yourself? Well, because I would like to start dating. Okay. And as you start to get, ask yourself again, why? Why would you like to start dating? Because I'm single and I really want to meet somebody. I just feel like I want to share my life with somebody. Okay. So it's actually not about the fat loss. It's about the the why is much, much deeper than that. And this is kind of like where if someone has a, like a health or a fitness goal, the first goal that comes to mind is I need to lose weight. When there's loads of other goals that we can have, that 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 fat loss might be a byproduct of it. Um, so yeah, to this listener, I would say focus on fostering positive body image. So start to journal, start to write down things that they appreciate about their body. Um, start even even if some days they can find something that they like. It doesn't have to be something that they love, and that could be I like my nose, or I like my nipple, or I like my elbow. Anything. Start small. And then try to work from there. Um, journaling, positive body image, and appreciating what it can do rather than what it looks like. Love that, Joe. And I also love how throughout all, um, you know, everything that you've said there, you've talked so much about the correlation between exercise and how that can positively impact your mental health. And it's something that we hear about all the time, like I'm depressed, okay, go for a walk. And I know I'm overly simplifying it here and I don't mean to, but I know myself that um, with being at home and the massive change between moving from uh, the Dubai to back to Belfast, I've definitely struggled with the change in the lifestyle. And I know that when I can feel myself taking a bit of a dip, I know the biggest favour that I can do for myself is set my alarm at 5.30 in the morning, get up, do some journaling, do a little bit of meditation, listen to an, like, an audiobook or whatever, like Mel Robbins, like she is. Oh, I love her. Oh my God, you kind of remind me a little bit of Mel Robbins oh, in your approach, oh, I love it. Oh my word, um, that's a compliment. And her high five, her high five thing that comes into a lot of body image, positive body yeah, image stuff I as well. Yeah, I love, I love that, I love that concept, like high fiving yourself in the mirror and just yeah. really being a good friend yeah. to yourself. And what yeah. I love about her, she talks about the the five second rule. When you wake yeah. up in the morning, um, I've gotten into a really bad habit, Joe, of snoozing the alarm mm-hmm. for meant to snooze it for ten minutes, snooze it for an hour, sometimes two. Yeah, I wake up feeling pissed off at myself, lethargic. I don't get to the gym. I I start off the day in the shittest manner, and that percolates through the rest of the day. So I was listening to her her recently, and I was like, shit! It was almost the most liberating feeling that mm-hmm. I cannot wait for this destination of feeling motivated to do things. You just 
have to do it you have when yeah. you're an adult there's nobody there to parent you you have to parent yourself yeah but um parent your goddamn self that's one of my favorite parent, ever. parent your goddamn self so yeah. got myself to the gym and honestly it has the most profound and phenomenal impact on how not only how I feel about myself but how I work throughout the day and it kind of bolsters confidence levels um and I, I just love the fact that you are so attuned to the, to the mental impact. I also understand, um, and I have a friend at the minute, and she's going through quite a depressive episode. Um, it's probably besides from my sister that kind of had severe postnatal depression slash anxiety, a myriad of things. It's probably been one of the only friends that I've dealt with that I really don't know what to do. Everything I suggest, it's like, I can't do that. So I would say, you know, look in the bright side of life. No, no, let's reframe, reframe, reframe. And then I spoke to my sister after her um, her perinatal um, episode. My sister also is a volunteer for a mental health charity in Australia. So equivalent of the Samaritans, it's called Lifeline. So when I told her about, like, Fiona, I'm there trying to be the ray of sunshine and reframing, reframing everything. She went, I love that you're doing that. But when somebody's really depressed reframing is not what you should do you should sit back acknowledge their feelings you know acknowledge their pain and their suffering and just let them know that you hear them and you're there for them so this one friend in particular has put on quite a bit of weight especially since she's also moved back home from Dubai to Belfast she's put on quite a bit of weight and I can see how physically she uncomfortable she is in her own body and I just want to you know, I want her to come to the gym with me. I want her to come walking with me. But she said she feels so drained that she can't even muster the energy. And in fairness, Joe, I've never suffered from depression in that respect. So I don't know how truly debilitating it is. Like, would you have any advice as to kind of what she could do or what I could do to help her? Or do you think that's, you know... I don't know yeah, if you've ever worked it's, with it's somebody really, like that before. No, it's kind of, to be honest, in terms of like that level of, of mental health challenges, that's out of anyone, any fitness professional scope of practice. Yeah. So if someone came to me, for instance, and I had, um, and I thought that they were depressed or suffering with mel- men- mental health illness and disease, then I would have to refer them on. Yeah. In terms of like the first protocol for any person working in health, fitness anything is do no harm and as much as like I would I know I would want to help that person I know it's out of my scope of practice in terms of if someone is clinically depressed they need to get the correct help and you can work so I work with some people who like one of my clients actually she she is depressed clinically depressed but she's also working with a therapist yeah so she has a team and I'm I know that she's getting that help there and I'm doing my my part for her and with her but in terms of that, like being being a lighthouse, not a tugboat, is something that I think is quite a good a good little saying to kind of meet them where they are. Yeah. Like you said, acknowledge their feelings, and the best thing you can do is be a shining example, mm-hmm. rather than trying to be a tugboat where you you feel like you're like trying to pull her to the gym or trying to get her to go on a walk. Be that lighthouse that she can then see, and when she's ready, follow. Yeah, I we love can't. That. Ma- 
And that we can't makes make a people change. Yeah. Yeah. We can just be that shining example. We can just be that lighthouse. We can, we can just be that person that when they're at that point where they are ready and they have maybe got the help working with someone that friends can then step in. Um, but yeah, be a lighthouse, not a tugboat, I think is quite a good way of, in any sense, really, in terms of like making any change, like whether that's a friend who you want to help and they're not making the change that they like are saying they want to make, just be that lighthouse. Okay. Well, that actually leads me very naturally on to um, my next question. Maybe I just want some advice on something or maybe it's a question. I'm not really sure. But, Okay. Say you're in a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. and we all gain weight. It's perfectly normal yeah. and it's perfectly acceptable, yeah. especially in the early, early stages, right? We all yeah. drink too and much also, and eat too much. Note on this, gaining weight isn't always unhealthy. Okay. In, in the sense of if someone's, one, weight does never stay the same. Mm-hmm. Like we are, we are human beings. Our energy expenditure is different every single day. As much as we have all these calculators to try and work out what it is, it's going to be different every single day. And there's things that affect our weight gain in terms of like, no one stays exactly the same way. Sure. Like fluctuation is normal and part of living in a healthy body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's say it's even more than that. And it's like yes. substantial mm-hmm. weight gain. Yep. When does there come a point that you can address it? And the reason that I'm saying this, I, I was um reading it. Sorry, Laura, can you just... Can you just clarify who is the gain waiter? Who's the weight gainer? So, <laughs> Am I allowed to say so that? Firstly, <laughs> I'm referring to a study that I read recently that 12% of those studied said that they would end a relationship if their partner didn't partner. lose weight. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot mm. of us have, well, I certainly have gained weight recently um my boyfriend has definitely gained weight too so you know mm-hmm. potentially this is a, a personal question but i mm-hmm. feel like it ex- it's definitely going to extend to a lot of yeah. people listening um is it selfish and superficial to bring it up um i i, I have brought it up with my boyfriend before he has gained weight and so have I but I do feel like I'm doing something to get it off and I just wonder what's the cutoff point here like do you just keep putting on weight and then I just you know I'm just a bit confused about it and I I've tried to go up I've tried to be the lighthouse Joe Mm -hmm. um I didn't know the term until you eloquently coined it I've tried to be the lighthouse where I'm like, I'm going to the gym. I'm doing this. Don't get me wrong. At the beginning, I was the tugboat and I was like, for fuck's sake, get off your arse. Come on. Like, I'm doing it too. Now yeah. I've realized that that's actually hurtful. Yeah. Um, really kind of passive aggressive, verging yeah. on mean. I'm really denting his pride when he is the most beautiful human I've ever met. And yet I'm there like a passive aggressive little bitch being like, oh, well, is your Achilles tendonitis really that bad? I don't think so. Now I'm trying to be the beacon um, yeah. where I'm like okay. getting healthy. I, I just, how, do, how does this pan out? What I would say is, yeah, definitely be the lighthouse and meet, meet him where he is rather than it be about him make it about you two together. Yeah. So I actually had something similar with a client. It was a slightly different situation, but um, 
yeah, with this, I would say meet him where he is. Don't come from a place of like, I want you to do this. Make it about like he's helping you out. So say for instance, you're, you've already started to make these positive changes and going to the gym and making and like making these habits part of your routine, which is amazing. Well done. Thank um, you. But reframe it in the sense of he's he's going to be helping you if he also comes on this journey because then that's something that you can do together which is pretty amazing hashtag couples who work out together you know um and make it part of something that you can do together so like reframe it in the sense of it would really help me out if this these are the habits that i'm trying to introduce say for instance a daily walk going to the gym a couple of times a week and you know cooking in more or managing your nutrition food in some sense get him involved in those things and in the sense of like okay do you know what it would really really help me out like I want us to still spend quality time together but can we do that on a walk would you mind coming with me and then we can go on a lovely country walk together or it could be like our Sunday activity or it could be our thing in the morning that we do together we walk the dog and we start the day off with like we're having time together, quality time together, out of the house, no screens, it's just stuff, which is great anyways. And we're starting the day off with a pos- with moving our bodies. Awesome. It would really help me out if you came with me. I'd like you to do that. And then he's doing something for you rather than you saying, you know, from the other the other way. Um, and the same with the gym. Like if if he sees you going to the gym and you're starting to say for instance you know it's week two week three into building these habits and you're like you know what my motivation's like slipping a little bit would you come and help work why don't you come and we go together it's going to really help me if I feel like we're doing it together and the same with cooking as well like in terms of those in terms of gaining weight the the things that you want to look at are increasing your daily activity so steps someone doesn't even have to set foot in a gym to lose like to make to start to lose a few pounds yes a gym is great I'm a massive advocate of going to the gym but starting with nutrition and daily movement they're going to be the two things that are going to see results quickly and that cooking together so having a little menu or a little rotor being like okay do you know what i've done this menu for the week and we can either cook these things together or why don't you cook that or why don't i and i'll cook this or why don't you come up with a nice recipe i'm really trying to eat include more veg in my diet why don't you do the same and trying to have this thing where it's, it's a together thing yeah um, I did it with a client recently as well who it was a different kind of situation. She is on her own journey. And as much as her boyfriend wasn't necessarily needed, he wasn't going on like a weight loss journey or anything, but his habits were making her, to keep to her habits a lot harder. So he, every weekend he was saying to her, let's go to this beach club, let's go to this brunch or let's do this or okay, I'm going to like order a takeaway tonight and all these kind of things and she was just like fighting against her environment and that's such a big thing like making your environment like conducive to your habits like it's inspiring to do those things and you've got things around you whether that's simple things like a fruit bowl um so I said to her I was like I really think you should speak to him tell him about your goals really really tell him like you've told me tell him why this is important to you and why you want it and that you would like his support and by support for you that looks like this and spell it out okay it looks like us not ordering a takeaway five nights a week it looks like us not going to a pool like a pool brunch every single weekend it looks like you not bringing chocolate home for me every single day yeah and that's kind of like then he was on board with it yeah and you know um i think there's a very fine line joe and i tread it often between between that and becoming a little bit of a nag 
And Mm -hmm. I've actually caught myself in the moment on various occasions nagging. And I always, you know, previously I thought about nagging women. I just thought, oh, for God's sake, like, shut up. No wonder men turn off relationships, etc. But women nag because they are so frustrated because men especially tend to act like big children and they obviously mature at a lesser rate. They don't take things seriously in, you know, the same way as we do. And a few of the things that you've you've mentioned there, I actually have tried to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I do it with like a, obviously a little bit of a nagging undertone. And then he yeah. come, turns into a little bit of an obstreperous teenager. And he's like, oh, this, that and the other. But you've given me quite a few um, bits of advice there that I am definitely going to use. Fiona, have you ever worked out with a partner before? No, and it's something that I've always, always wanted to do. Like, my ex-boyfriend just never wanted to work out with me. My ex-boyfriend before that just spent all his time playing rugby, so wasn't really going to be involved in that. And I have always wanted to because I love... I do really enjoy going to the gym. Like, I I don't go as much as I probably could go, but that's, like, a mindset thing. But I... I would love to do it because I always think it's such a like it's such a fun I think it's super fun and I go to a gym where it's like a you know it's a big community and I would love to have something with someone to do that's you know other than the only cardio you do is bonking each other (laughs) and have you ever (laughs) and you strike me Fiona as a very body confident person is that something is that always been the case or have you struggled with kind of body no, I am not for sure I'm not confident I'm not always confident with my body like for sure there are parts of me and it's usually like it's the classic things for women isn't it back fat and tummy fat that you're like oh my god you know I look like six months pregnant or whatever it is especially like I know what this girl you know who wrote in is going through because like there's not there's nothing worse that the dead cockroach does oh it God, does it for the worst. Yes. Well, the one where they lift your legs up and your rolls yes. are like squished Scrunched together. Up that is not a good. And look. like, or like when you're when you're like the or like me and Laura have talked about this. The before. dead when cockroach. You're doing I did not know that it was called. No, no, it's not. We just coined it. It's it's not actually called. Or when you're doing doggy and you look down and your tits are hanging like udders and your tummy's hanging like udders, <laughs> and like. And I like we are animals at the end of the when day. You're, yeah, I know, but you still want to look like you know but, a cattle. But that's the thing. If in those moments, okay, the like skin moves, bodies move. It's kind of if you become more comfortable with those movements outside of the bedroom, then that's gonna move over into the bedroom as well. Yeah, I. The thing is though, like I'm a confident in talking in like a sex sense, like. I am a pretty confident person in the bedroom. So it doesn't always bother me so much in the bedroom because I know that, and I'm pretty confident in saying this, and this is what I would say to our listener, is that if a guy has already got his penis inside you, he does not care what your body looks like. He is having a great time and you need to also then let go and have a good time. So in that sense, I know that and I've got that mindset. So that, that side of things is fine. For me, it's more like, you know, I would never ever go to a beach club or the pool well, more like beach club, like I, pool days, whatever, when you're like lying down and stuff. I would never like party in a bikini. I literally, the thought of it makes me feel sick. And like, but I like as a, per, like for someone to like see my body, 
who I'm like dating, whatever, I wouldn't have an issue. I don't know. They're, yeah, it's interesting. They're weird. Could, but then because surely going to a beach club when you don't know 99.9% of the other people. That, yes. But also that just shows it's not actually about how you feel about your body. It's about it's what how other people perceive me. Yeah, but, but that's, that's on you as well. That's, you're worried about what other people will think of you. Yeah, totally. And I, and I also, like, I remember, you know, so many times where I go to, like, I'm sorry, this is very specific also for people that live in Dubai, but when I've gone to beach clubs or, like, a pool and I see a girl that is either bigger than me or, like, the same size as me and they're, like, rocking a bikini and they're looking great and I look at that person, I'm like, wow, they look so great. Like, I wish I had that confidence to do that. And actually, like, I, I, I can have that confidence yeah. and it's only me who perceives my body. But this is also something that we mentioned a couple of episodes ago. I can't remember when it was. I think it was the orgasm blocking one where we s- spoke about the fact that women are socialized to feel desired by other people, not for ourselves. So I definitely have that in my mind where like, I will only feel desired if someone is telling me you're a desirable person. And it's usually a man that's telling me that. Mm -hmm. Like my friends all day, every day can tell me you're super hot, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I'll only believe it if it's someone from the opposite sex, which is nuts. And I know it also is stupid. It's not stupid. It's just how we're. It's how we're socialized as women, and it's going to take a long time for. But but you, know, you can challenge that as that. well, and like you can work as much as that's how you maybe get validated now. It doesn't always need to be like that. Mm. Do you know you can, what? You, for sure, you can work on that. In terms of body image, um, I've definitely gained weight and stuff, and I'm sick talking about it. But I think my main issue with body image, and especially over the years, hasn't necessarily been weight. It's always been my boobs. I've never, ever been confident with my boobs. And Fiona, the reason that I, I refer to your um, apparent body confidence is the fact that when we used to go to the gym together with Joe, you would strut out of the shower and you would like have your boobs out, like just walking around. And I was like, oh my God. I was there with my, like a bound like a mommy in my towel. Um... And maybe that's like the conservative upbringing, but I always yeah. felt so self-conscious of my boobs. I've never had a good set of boobs. Even when I was 18 years old, they always kind of like, like they were unsymmetrical. And I know all boobs are unsymmetrical. That's just the way they are. But I've never been happy with the shape. One's looking at you, one's looking for you. Like it just, I've always had that issue. And that to me... um has probably been the thing that I have been most conscious of. And prior to COVID, a month before COVID, a week before COVID rather, I was due to be in Turkey to have a boob job. Really? Yep. I paid the deposit, um, a fantastic doctor that a few of my girlfriends have been to. And I was doing that genuinely for me I will and I made it because my ex-fiance loved fake boobs he was obsessed with fake boobs and um he was like always kind of saying oh you should get them you should get them and that in itself kind of if I'm honest on a level used to really hurt me yeah Um, because I like a lot of guys like fake boobs it's really not a like if I can watch porn and like a girl with fake boobs okay it's fine for a guy to do it it's totally natural but he kind of used was like he was so encouraging of it and I, I didn't have them done when I was with him. And I'm glad I didn't because for me to have them done, I truly wanted 
them done for me. So when we had separated about three months, I was like, you know what? I am getting these done. And I wasn't able to travel to Turkey because of COVID. But had I have had them done at that stage, I would have really been doing them for the right reasons. And I'm not, of course, condoning that people rush out and get plastic surgery if they're not happy with something. Of course not. But I am a big believer if something can be changed, and that can be going to the gym, your body, yeah. your nose, your face, your boobs, your ass, your vagina, because like yeah. vaginoplasties are a thing too. And vaginas are also something that can make women so chronically paranoid and disabled and self-conscious. Um, if you can change something and it's truly for you, you and you're doing it for nobody else may that be botox or a boob job mm -hmm. i i'm a i'm a fan of it and i just feel that life is too short and like what what i mean we all have full autonomy over our own bodies like yeah. at the end of the day like we can decide what we do with our bodies it's our body that's the thing the thing that i would say with i'm not against like it's you know it's, it's your body do whatever you want to do what's going to make you feel great my big thing for this would be just before people start to to do things like that and put things in their body, especially something like a boob job, for instance, which comes obviously with, like everything else, with its own risks, um, is to do the boring work first on fostering a positive body image, on, you know, even going to therapy or journaling, meditation, on these kind of things to try and build up that confidence first, and really kind of be comfortable and can hand on heart say do you know what I've really tried I've done the work and I still want this that's cool yeah you know Fiona this alerts me to one of our awful dating first dating stories we um received a myriad of awful first dates and one has just sprung to mind one a girl um went on a date with a guy and they hooked up and they had sex left the next day on good terms and he sent her a message that was not meant for her and oh. he said that she mm. had a vagina like a busted big mac and as a result this girl has been disabled by that completely crippled by obviously that horrendous vile comment and has been unable to sleep with anybody since Gosh, that poor girl. Yeah, that is that. That for that, I would really recommend doing some sort of therapy or something because you can't go live thinking that yeah. your vagina yeah. looks like that's a, big a trauma. Because it just that's fucking a trauma. doesn't. Yeah. It's a trauma. It's and a by trauma the way, thing. I'd like to speak to this guy. Like, what other vaginas has he seen? Like, there, there, they come in all also, shapes and sizes. You know, my God, flaps are hanging down, flaps are tucked up. Things are poking in. Things are poking out. Every freaking vagina is different. And it sickens me. And I'm sure he probably really liked her vagina and loved having sex with her. It was her. probably for the crack that he yes, said that. Yes, for the crack. And it was probably for the crack. Of course it was for the crack. But this poor girl. So which means, yeah, it's, it's it says far more about him than it does about her vagina. Exactly. Well, just on a note to end as well, I think that there are... I think that with vaginas and boobs, especially like, I think that with women in general, the, the trouble areas that women have issues with their one tummy, we all know that everyone has issues with their tummy, 
but boobs and vagina. And I think that we all have to remember as well, like the reasons why I personally like my boobs and vagina is because society has created a picture of what a perfect, like perfection of boobs and vagina is. And mine, like my nipples are really tiny and my vagina is tucked in, but that doesn't mean that there aren't like, it's, it's a human vagina. Like if, if in other countries, the flaps hanging out, you know, and it looks like a kebab is society, then everyone would why be happy. I think food? we need to really... <laughs> we I don't know, kebabs. I don't know. I, why? We love kebabs. But I think that we all have to then remember and check ourselves that the only reason why we dislike our bodies, body parts, in any shape or form is society. And there are great On places. social media. But I don't know. I've mentioned, I've, I've mentioned this before, but the Vulva Gallery, oh. I must find it. It's an Instagram account. They've got a website. It basically shows like all different vaginas. But they can't show that on Instagram, surely, do they? No, they do because it's drawings. Oh, it's like not illustration. Like, it's not. But anyway, so... I think that's an excellent note to end on is but that also it's know okay. that we are there's we are more than our visual appearance. Yes, and working on let yourself. me leave you with one thought, dear listener. If you're listening to this and you're like, God, these girls are saying all these things and I really <coughs> want to encompass and embody the positivity, but I just don't feel good about my tits or my vagina. Laura Rooney, co-host of Love Bites, had a skin tag growing out of her asshole. Yes, she finally said it. She finally she said it. Before, uh, but I would just like to yeah, but- remind you that I had a little bit of skin penetrating out of my arsehole like a wiggly worm. So we're all good people. And you know, you'd look at me. Oh my God, I get piles yeah, all yeah, the I was time. Say, was that Don't you me and Fee had piles at the same time. Yeah, it was fucking awful. I had to go to the doctor. Mine genuinely were like hanging out my arsehole. Also, <laughs> oh, we... we, we- <laughs> We lived together for like, what, three did, years? Did I not show you, Joe? I'm sure I showed you. We spoke you. about it at the same time because that's why now, whenever I go to the toilet, I always have my feet on something. To yeah, me and Joe also often talk each other, talk to each other when we're doing a poo. Yeah. We'll message each other and be like, hi, I'm just doing a poo I'll send a few pictures of like my feet, my feet on the bin or my sack of like Tony Robbins books. I was really happy um, whenever I was so mortified to tell Fiona about my ailment. And she was like, oh, it's okay. Sure, we'll get into the office and I'll check. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, I don't want you to go near my arsehole. We're not there yet. Anyway, oh, it was a pleasure. <laughs> and you know what? I this cannot wait to see so you soon. Me. I'm going to be coming oh. to Dubai in March. Yeah, when you and in. I cannot wait to give you the biggest hug and just Amazing. reaffirm our you love for each March? other. Yes. TBC. Excellent. Excellent. Can't wait. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I feel like we could just carry on, to so be honest. Much. We could have carried on, but I need to get on another call. You do, you so do. And <laughs> I'm like, time's up, guys. Well, one big year later because we love you so much Joe. well thanks girls you and also very, very just special. a massive congrats on this podcast like what you two are doing for women and men around the world just sharing your stories being vulnerable being vulnerable and embrace it letting everyone be the best version of themselves all about I love it. you Joe. Oh, I'm gonna cry again okay I'm gonna go for <laughs> see a you cry. later <laughs> love you bye see you later